Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, Daniel Q, back in the house. When's Into the his house. house. Last time we hung out, I do not know. I think last episode. <laughs> no, no. I feel like we did. I feel like I was making the same comment a week ago. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. Pretty sure the last. Well, episode last time was, we hung out was just recently. We you were Logan, hanging. or you and you and Allie. We were hanging in Austin. One of the two. We did, How's it going? We did Daniel? go to Austin. It was. It's hot in Austin, but not like Austin hot. No, no. It was good. I liked it. We I came like back, Austin. and it was actually hotter here in Lexington. We've gone through some heat here. I love the summer, though. Mm, I love it. Speaking of summer, when you uh, what's your next race? You so we've had a little up? bit of a snafu. Um, you know, family dynamics in this particular instance, not mine. Uh, I have, you know, a, a good two weekends open all summer. <laughs> for a race. So much I want to do. I am a very busy man. I'm a very busy man, and so on every day. <laughs> no, my schedule is usually nutty, but uh, my running partner dealing with some family dynamics that's not keeping or that's keeping him home for the for the foreseeable future. Not too long, uh, hopefully. So we're looking. We really wanted to target Michigan. Uh, the upper part of Michigan during this summer. There was the a, upper peninsula, or just the upper proper. Maybe both. I don't know. Somewhere around there, there cool. was a there was a fifty k we were looking at uh, that looked really really cool. I don't think we're going to be able to do that. That's Father's Day weekend, which is uh, like next weekend. <laughs> so no, it's not happening. But anyway, so so that's a state we're looking at. I you know I I may have to go visit some family far away. Uh, I feel the need to do that. So anyways, whatever. I I have I don't have one planned. Don't have one planned. Which is crazy, but I got a hip issue now. I woke up the other day. I got a like. I got a hip. I got something going on with my hip. Now mm-hmm. I ran this morning. Didn't feel it. Was no issue running. Thankfully, I don't know what that's all about. Aches and pains. It's ridiculous. Yeah, tis the season. Tis the of season. Life. Oh, and I see my doctor next week, and I'm now going to be 46. And and I'm I won't give TMI, but I'm seeing my doctor for that thing you're now supposed to do at 45. All you 45, 46 year old men out there, women as well. Cool. That will not be fun. Good luck with that. Mm, yeah, you might be my ride, as I'm mm. sure I'll be loopy. Nah, you got other friends. <laughs> nice. All right, housekeeping. I haven't done this in a long time, and uh, somebody asked me, are you guys no longer sponsored by your own company? No, we are. Au contraire. Uh, This wonderful podcast, DIY Money, is sponsored by Jewel Financial. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Powerful planning for people, process, and protocol. What did you do? Forget about it when I was running around? I, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think about some of those things. So we've had, this has been amazing. Our wealth development program is exploding. It is one of the fastest growing areas of our business. It's totally organic. We never woke up and said, hey, let's do this. It, it's amazing. I, I have the unbelievable, we have the unbelievable opportunity to speak with people now from all over the United States. Spoke with a wonderful couple from Washington right outside of Seattle last night. They're going to be wonderful wealth development folks that we can help. Uh, early 30s, 
professionals, you know, some unique dynamics. I think that's the thing is, look, at the end of the day, if you're just looking for an allocation strategy, go buy Vanguard funds, like target date funds. You don't need to overcomplicate this. But if you have a unique situation, if you have you know, maybe some estate planning dynamics that are unique to you, or you have options uh, in your in your 401k, you're, you're at a publicly traded company, or you were at a publicly traded company, and you need tax strategies. And again, these unique situations that, that mandate, or not mandate, but strongly suggest you partner with someone. And again, I get it. I, most people hate the financial industry. I would say we're a tip. We're not the typical financial advisors. We're just not. That's probably how we identify with so many people. So, go on the website uh, jewelfinancial.com. Uh, uh, that's jewel or powermyplan.com. Right? Power your plan. Yep. Power your plan. Power your. Or power my. Power your. Poweryourplan.com. The other one works. <laughs> Anyways, Check that. jewelfinancial.com. J o u l e or poweryourplan.com. Obviously, we're playing with some some unique uh, domains there to get you to the same site. But there's a wealth development uh, segment on there. Learn more about it. The summary is this. We, we, we provide the same services we provide for our high net worth folks, uh, but we do so at no, no account minimum. And the reason for that is we're going to invest in you as much as you'll invest in us. So the good news is both work. There you go. Power my plan. Somebody like power ahead. my plan better. Anyways, power your plan. Power my plan. Whatever plan you want to power, go to the website and check it out. All right, that's number one. Just keep the questions coming. Very helpful. The queue is great. I-, I love the questions we're getting. Please do. Keep them under 60 seconds. Send them to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And it's always helpful if you think about it. Give us a five-star review or share the podcast with your friends. That's how the word gets out, uh, and we're excited about that. All right, let's go right into our question today uh and i totally forgot the individual's name davis from davis in nevada what do you got nevada nevada D-I-Y. hey guys this is davis from nevada so i was listening to the show a couple weeks ago and you're talking about how it's not always the best idea to put another mortgage payment on your home every year because if you invest that money you would have more liquidity I was wondering if you guys apply that same principle to student loans or if you would approach that a little bit differently. So I'm about to graduate optometry school, somewhere around $250,000 in student debt. Would you recommend a 12-year payment plan just to get it done and over with, or would you recommend a 25-year payment plan and then put the rest of my margin into something that will grow over time? Love to hear what you guys think. Thanks. Okay, Davis, I'm going to give you my two cents. That podcast was uh, Daniel and Logan kicking those things around, so I'll defer more to Daniel on his thoughts about that and kind of piggybacking what that podcast was all about. However, in regards to your mortgage, I'm going to give you the standard response, and then I'm going to kind of give you my uh, personal view. The standard response is I I don't see why you would just put one extra payment uh, I understand the math behind it, but more often than not, unless you bought recently, your your interest rate is super low. Again, putting it in an account, even a high sa- high interest savings account, building it up over time, and then if one day you woke up and said, "Boy, I, I don't really have any use for this money, and I want to put it down on my mortgage," then you got it. But if there was an uh, emergency or something else you wanted to, you know, utilize that money for, you have the flexibility. So. Again, I kind of the the one extra payment thing. I kind of feel like that's a lukewarm method by which to pay down your mortgage. Like, 
and so I know you have different priorities because you just mentioned a massive student loan. Um, but if people are out there and your priority is to pay off your mortgage, like pay off your mortgage. I, and I mean just as Ramsey would say, gazelle-like intensity. Forget this one extra payment a year thing. How about an extra payment a month? How about just you know a side hustle or a side job to pay down the mortgage? So again, that's my two cents on that for what it's worth. Um, I think the student loan situation. I, I'm a, I'm a. From what I've seen, a, and st- seen students uh, or individuals uh, in the medical field graduate with a significant amount of debt. The shorter, the better, as far as the time period is concerned. The shorter, the better. I think they'll probably give you a little bit more favorable interest rate on that. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, the the shorter, the better. And then on top of that, crazy like intensity to pay it off. And here's why. Very, very soon, and you didn't give us anything about your personal situation, and that's okay. Obviously, if you were in our office, those are things we'd want to know. And so this is not individual advice at all. But very soon, more than likely, life is going to happen, and you're going to have a lot more responsibilities than do I pay an extra payment on my house? Do I take the 10-year, 12-year, whatever? Or what do I do with my margin? You're going to be staring maybe at a young child. <laughs> Where's Bobby keep the extra diapers? You're going to be, you know, in the daycare situation if your wife works or your spouse. I mean, I, you know, the reality is, is the further you go down the road, it gets harder and harder to really tackle some sort of financial goal. So in my opinion, shorter the better. And if I'm you, I forget the extra payment on the mortgage, everything to the student loan. Just knock it out. Get it gone. Because once that's gone, you'll then have the ability to really create some some wealth uh, with the with the income level that I suspect you'll have being an optometrist. You'll have very little to no ancillary debt, probably still a mortgage, but again, rates probably super low, not a terrible thing. If you wanted to prioritize that, you could. But then you're going to be able to get aggressive and really, really build wealth over time, and I'm always a big fan of that. What say you, Daniel? Yeah, so... What we were talking about in that particular episode, I believe, was the fact that home equity, unless your home is totally paid off and you've freed up the cash flow of the payment, is effectively useless. So one extra payment or a couple extra payments of home equity doesn't really do anything for your overall financial plan, aside from move forward the ultimate payoff date. But if you think about it, if you have a 30-year mortgage and you move the ultimate payoff date from year 30 to year 25, that's fantastic, but that's still 25 years away from having that additional liquidity. So that's kind of what we're arriving at there. I would say that uh, directly answering your question, that's the only debt, I think, in my personal life that I've ever approached from that angle. All other debt that we've ever had in our personal life, things like student loans, car loans, anything. Uh, we've always paid off as quickly as possible because those other debts are in some way, shape, or form uh, basically a consumer debt, which means you've already consumed something, education, uh, you've received an asset like a car, uh, maybe it's you put a vacation on a credit card or a wedding or something like that, right? And you've already kind of consumed or gotten in return what uh, what you are paying for. And so 
now it's time to pay for that as quickly as possible. You basically have deferred the payments to the future for satisfaction now or for something now. And now it's time to get your hustle on and, and pay that off. So in the case of education, utilizing your income stream now to get that paid off. Uh, and because the time span is usually shorter for those. So well, you were comparing, I guess, what, 20 to was it 20 or 24 to 12 year payoff? 12 years is still a pretty long time, uh, but it'll actually pass by pretty quickly. And before you know it, you'll look back and go, man, that's nice. That's done. That payment's out of the way. And now you're, you've been used to making that higher payment for 12 years. You just roll that into investments now for the next 12 years. I think, I mean, I'm not doing the math, but I think you'll be very happy then in the long-term future of your life. Uh, we did talk about in an episode long ago that basically elongating debt payments at some point along the line restricts your freedom and risk-taking ability to pivot into opportunities. It's basically like debt handcuffs, right? So you get sort of settled in life, whether it's in a job or um, career or something, and you're making all of these debt payments because you've built up the American dream of having you know, uh, the perfect car and the perfect home and the perfect education and taking vacations and doing all that. And eventually you just get locked into like, you can't ever make a decision and pivot out of what life is right now because you have to keep making all those payments. So the quicker you get all of those debt payments done, the sooner you can then jump on opportunities in life, whatever those may be. And it might be a career change or it might just be the opportunity to invest, uh, start something else, whatever that is. But that's why I pretty typically will aggressively pay down you know, any type of debt and then try to stay, once you've paid off all debt in your life, try to stay out of debt. Uh, aside from the mortgage. The philosophy that I use on the mortgage is, personally, I would save that external of the mortgage. And then when the balance matches the uh, the mortgage balance remaining, then I would just do a lump sum payoff. But just having extra sitting in equity doesn't do anything for me personally. Many people hear uh, $250,000 in student loan debt, and they might scratch their head and they might think, and I, I hear other commentators make these comments about how that's too much and this and that and the other. And I actually take quite a variant view. Yeah. And I always like when I have the opportunity to kind of touch on that. And that's all I'll do. I'll promise is touch on that. But I just did a quick Google search. For those of you listening out there, um, the average uh, salary for those in uh, with a bachelor's degree in the United States, obviously there's... There's, you know, hires and lowers is 61,600 right now. I think that feels like high, but whatever. 61,600. The average optometrist salary is $117,000. So if I, if I take $117,000, um, I'm sorry, minus the 61, that's a $56,000 um, added sort of salary based on optometrist versus mm-hmm. that. So 250000 I'm going to... Uh, this is a poor assumption, but I'm going to assume that was the optometrist school, not any undergrad. Sure. It's probably not true, but let's just say it is. 56000 divided by uh, a $250,000 investment is over a 20% return on your investment forever. Well, as long as you work. Mm-hmm. So the return... Or in other on, words, a five-year payoff. Or that, yeah, 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 or a five-year payoff, not including interest. But the reality is that when you are looking, I I am a full believer in investing in yourself with appropriate ROI. 
has to have a solid return on investment. And I get younger people and they're like, oh, you know, I really want to be fill in the blank, but I just, I can't fathom adding a hundred thousand dollars. And then I, I walk them through that math and they go, oh, well, that's actually really good. And I go, yeah, now the difference is, is that when you get out making 117 for a while, you got to live like you're making 60. You, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't all of a sudden be that person who goes, well, I got this now and uh, oh, look at me. And this affords me a bigger house, a better car, a country club membership, you know, all that nonsense. I asked for a Mai Tai and they brought me a pina colada. And I said, no, Thor, no, Thor. Uh, Because then you'll never get out from under it. And all you did was increase your expenses along with your income. Anyways, that was a great question, Davis. Thanks so much. Hopefully you found some value in our answers. All he did was sent us an audio question to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And now we'll send him a $25 Amazon gift card. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.